morning. I'm just walking um, back from town. Up the hill and far away. <laughs> Literally. I walk about, must be about two miles away from town and away from where I live in order to walk all the way back around it's taking the long way but the view is good even though today it's a little bit stormy but it's about 50 50 at the minutes clear sky Clear sky in some some parts and cloudy and windy. So yeah, I've been speaking about um, the contraction and expansion or growth of energy. And if you, the easiest way to visualize it is, say the easiest, easiest for me anyway, it's like a waveform. But it is, it's applicable to pretty much everything. Maybe it's easier to think of it like a roller coaster. The um, slow ascent up to the top is the expansion, and then the fast, fast drop or fast release down is contraction, and then. You might have a series of loops and twists and all sorts of things. But then if you go around again, you're gonna to get to the same point of slow expansion and then fast contraction. That's energy, that is an expression. That is an expression of I want to say everything, but then I have to describe it in terms of everything. Maybe I should just try it. So you've got the, you've got the day and night cycle, right? So your expansion is the sun rising. The contraction is the sun going down. The expansion of light and warmth and everything else, everything else associated with that. You can do more in the light than at night time. Because the night time is colder, 
contraction, you want to sleep, the body wants to sleep. So it's necessary. Oh, there's two, two objects that are associated with expansion and contraction. The sun and the moon. The sun, obviously, the expansion, bringing in the the light of the day and the the moon, the light of the night, or the the waters, the movement of the tides, water. Now they're, they're not the only two objects that are associated with expansion and contraction, Saturn and Jupiter. Saturn is contraction, Jupiter is expansion. And there are places associated with the planets, so they're also associated with expansion and contraction. If you were to go to a place based on uh, astrocartography, which astrocartography is a series of lines, they're said to be an expression of influence of energy or planets over certain locations. Not specific locations, but in a general sense, wherever the line lies sort of in proximity to that. So Jupiter is said to be the best or the most benefic, the most expansive. But with expansion, there also is, it's not always good because if you enjoy a lot of food in these places, you may get expanded yourself physically. You may, you may get a nice big uh, costume so to speak I find that funny to um, call the human body a costume because other people call it a meat suit but <laughs> costume sounds a bit more jovial, a bit funner but anyway these, these ups and downs, this roller coaster, this expansion and contraction you'll, you'll be able to recognise it in most aspects of your life your relationships those ups and downs your job you may you may lose a job you may you may quit a job you may feel restricted by a job these are all things that are contractions these are all things that are trying to make you focus on whatever it is so if you lose a job it's not really a time to dwell and to be emotional it's a time to focus on was that what I was supposed to be doing what do I feel about that and the feeling is more associated with well, I never really liked that job anyway. You know, it's the things that you already know. You already know. <laughs> you already know. But maybe to a different degree of knowing. It may be 
oh, I never really liked that job or I never really liked the people I was working with or I never really liked the work or I had to work so many hours or it made me feel this or it made me feel that. They're all different ways of, of you being, um, of you knowing things. People think that you have to do things that you hate. It doesn't really make sense. What purpose could it possibly solve you if you hate it? But you, you, I don't know, you you maybe justify it in saying that you're the best person at doing that. You're the best person at doing that thing, so you should continue doing it. But imagine if you actually did something that you like to do. If you're the best at doing something that you hate, how would you be if you were doing something that you loved? So maybe that's something that people um, shy away from. They're the best at it, but they hate it. So there's all these different aspects of your life where you're gonna see ups and downs. It's gonna be called ups and downs, but it really is uh, contraction, expansion. It is shifts in energy, it's influence. You've been influenced by a higher or lower degree of energy, which is causing you to focus or expand or grow. So it could be when there is, uh, when there is an opportunity to expand. So I guess, I guess just let me clarify as well, this is not just, uh, you'll just sit back and just, just wait for the contractions and the expansions and all that. It isn't being aware of that fact because it's gonna happen anyway, if you see what I mean. It's not, it's not about being aware that, okay, yeah, there's an expansion coming, so I'm just gonna sit and wait for it. You sitting and wait, waiting for it is doing the opposite of what you should be doing. You should just be doing what you would normally be doing. Because what you're doing, in essence, is when you're being aware of, okay, this is the time for expansion, so I'm going to sit and wait for the expansion. You're waiting for something else to happen to you. When you should just carry on doing what you would normally do. This is, this is why I tend to use astrology as a tool in retrospect. I look back. I reflect on uh, events or situations or things or relationships. I don't like to look forward because it's kind of like you're setting an expectation and you're kind of looking around and you're like, where is it? It's not, that's not how it works. The things will happen just as you're going about your daily routines, your, your normal life, so to speak. It's just the degree to which you um, respond either in resistance, like continuing to hate something but still doing it, or by going with what you feel is best for you, which would be more of a flow, kind of less path of least resistance. You're doing the thing that is that you don't hate. You're doing the thing that 
is bringing some sort of benefit to you. That is growth. Contraction is continuing to do the, the, the same thing that you hate. You, you're just restricting yourself in that. You're limiting yourself, which is what Saturn is all about. It's all about limitations. And it's not, it's not, um, Saturn isn't just about like, oh, now you're limited. It's, it's to show you, it's to say like, this is, this is something that you should look at. I'm going to make it easier for you. I'm going to, I'm going to limit it. I'm going to make it really nice and narrow and in context so you, so you can focus on it. But with Jupiter, Jupiter can be a bit, Jupiter can be the same, right? It can be, it can be good. You can have opportunities arise. Promotion, or you go for the job that you, um, that you actually want, that you actually um, would enjoy, or that you do enjoy. But it can also bring the greed and desire and things that are associated with Taurus and um, Venus second house type stuff which is like the collection of things you just want material things and that's easy with uh, with Jupiter because with growth and expansion it tends to bring more money not, not all the time but that would tend to be maybe what you'd observe if you got a promotion or if you got a job that you like you may be surprised to find out that it's actually paying more than what you would have had in the job that you hated and so with that with that you've got more you may start to buy more luxurious things you may eat you may eat more because you have more so Jupiter's got the expansive element not just in your um, what you do and how you do it but also your physical appearance and that is something that I've experienced about four years ago I think the last time I experienced that It was kind of a combination of Saturn and Jupiter at fault. So I guess it was kind of a... It was a period of growth. I started another business. Um, it was successful. But then it became... Then, then it became um, limitations were trying to be imposed on it by people that we were or that I was working with they wanted to impose their conditions they didn't want to allow the company to have autonomy they wanted to put limitations in the contracts Based on, based on what they wanted as opposed to it being a negotiation it was very much one-sided 
and so that was that was the end of that relationship that business relationship because of that interaction it was very uh, Saturnian it was all very one sided you're going to add these limitations into this contract for our benefit that's what it was so whilst Jupiter brought the growth Saturn then brought the contraction and uh, ended the contract and that was it and then things went back to kind of a what I'd say an equilibrium and then, and then over the last two years it's been uh, a contraction again although I'm still waiting for what it is I should be focused on I know I know I know aspects because I can see it but it's how do you go there what is the what are the steps that you take in terms of what this what is the focus so that is still kind of a work in progress but it feels like I'm still very much in a contraction so that, that's that's kind of I mean you can see that in everything you can see that in cars I'm looking at cars right now right when a car is stationary it's idle it's uh, engine I think typical engine is rather around what a thousand rpm when they're idle maybe a little bit less depending on the engine type but it's about a thousand rpm so the frequency of that 1000 rpm is constant but then when the car is in motion when the car accelerates to a higher speed it's uh It's moving at a higher frequency. It's moving at a higher frequency. Which would actually be... Would that be a contraction? Yeah, I guess it would be an expansion because it's it's operating at a higher level. It's operating at a higher frequency. So it's a it's an expansion. And then then it has to come to a stop again. So that's a contraction. And you can see the car in that contract contractive state it goes from moving to stationary or moving at a very slow speed and then if you consider that if you consider that a car has 
it's got an electrical system. So attached to the engine, it's got an alternator which generates generates a current, which is directed back into the battery. So it's self-charging, and the battery is used for starting the engine. So when cars were first invented, it used to be like a crank. Somebody'd have to wind a crank at the front of the engine in order to provide the spark, the initial spark to start the engine. But now there's batteries and starter motors. The starter motor is the automated version of the hand crank. When that's given, when that's given a current, it kicks the engine over, it starts the engine up. And then the alternator is producing current to put back into the battery. So it's a circuit. So, so there'll be a difference in frequency across the circuit, right? Because the alternator is putting current back in and that'll be at a higher frequency than the systems that are drawing a current. So your radio and your, all your other electronics, like your lights, your air conditioning. And the, the brain and the computer, the ECU, that's gonna be operating at a, a higher frequency than will be a lower frequency than the alternator but it has to keep has to be aware of everything that's happening with all the sensors and all the systems so that it can trigger trigger different things when needed like warning lights and things like that So over um, over the course of a year or over the course of a day, the same thing happens with the sun and the moon, or with the sun anyway. As the sun rises, the frequency increases because you're getting more energy. The source of that energy, or what we see as the source of the energy, moves above the horizon. So more of that energy is reaching us. And so we wake up in the higher energy and we go to sleep in the lower, the lower energy, the, the uh, longer wavelengths. And then as we're sleeping, our brains go through different patterns of they call brain waves, right? Was it theta, alpha, delta? And so depending on what is happening with the brain at that time or I guess it's a combination really. It's it's the conditions of the of the person 
of the body. Because maybe, maybe if you're restless, you're not going to be going into a deep sleep, so you're not going to be going into a certain um, state of brainwave or brain, uh, wavelength. The brain is not going to be going into a state where it's going to produ be producing those types of um, frequencies. No, it's interesting, right? With um, with light, light can carry information. We know that because the small band of frequency that contains the lights that we see around us or the colors that we see around us, that's information. And that's information that's been decoded by the optical system in the body, the eyes, the brain. It's decoding that information and that's what we see as colour. Now with the brain, the brain is producing those frequencies. So. Even though the frequencies are quite low, meaning they should have a longer wavelength. Because they're measured in hertz, right? Measured in hertz as opposed to megahertz, which would be a radio station, like a local radio station or national radio station. Hertz would be something that would be carried much further, right? Because it is a lower, lower wavelength than a megahertz. It would be interesting if there was some way to decode this uh, or those frequencies from the brain because it's just the same as the energy from, from the sun or what we think is from the sun. It contains information but in order to know what the information is you have to know how to decode it. Now I know scientists or medical medical scientists or engineers or whatever they can monitor brainwave activity but all the all they're really looking at is the pulse they're looking at the pulse or the the waveform they're not actually looking at what information is contained within it now they may be able to do something like that with um, 
Elon Musk's Neuralink, but I think even his is based on electrical impulse. I don't think it's based on uh, frequency or RF. I'm not 100% sure. But, um, yeah, it's piss. It's raining quite heavy now. Yeah, so, um, quite interesting right information contained within within frequency Just think about think about radio if you didn't have was it a modulator that's essentially what is decoding the radio signal and giving you audio so if you took if you took the raw frequency with that using a modulator you would probably get something a bit well it wouldn't sound like music or radio or a radio station anyway so expansion and contraction so what's that got to do with the brain well throughout the day the brain has got to go through expansion and contraction in terms of the frequencies it's operating under because Maybe at certain times of the day, you're more active. Other times of the day, you're less active. And depending on what your conditions are, what have you eaten? How much have you eaten? It's all gonna kind of dictate what the body is gonna do. If you've got a full stomach, maybe the body's just gonna wanna sit around for a while until all of that food is digested. So all the energy goes to digesting food. Whereas, say you've got an empty stomach, the energy can go to maybe doing more things with um, with the brain that require a higher frequency. able to achieve more right you should be able to, to achieve more if the brain is operating at a higher frequency than if it's operating at a lower frequency because the lower frequency is going to lower frequency is going to indicate that the amount of energy required or time is going to increase the lower the frequency it's going to require more energy and the same with if you've got a full stomach, if you've eaten a lot.
you've eaten a lot it's going to mean that the body is going to heat up it's going to use more energy and it's going to take more time more energy to digest because the body has to heat up or the body is heating up as a product of digestion so this is um, I mean all of this is reflected in the RF spectrum or, or the the colors the frequencies of colors red is the longest wavelength which means more energy over more time it can travel further but it requires more energy in order to in order to process it that's the same in terms of you've got a lot of food to digest you get hot you get warm you get red your body or your brain is going to go into a lower frequency because all of the energy has been focused on getting the food processed and to a degree, you could also say that is true of when you are, or when the body is in disease, when the body's not at ease anymore. Which is just the same as having a lot of food to digest. All the energy's being focused in one direction. Or rather, more of the energy's been focused or required in one place. Yeah, everything else has to also operate. So it puts the, puts the system into detriment, limitation, contraction. Because it was growth or expansion that caused that, i.e. you ate too much. Or, well yeah, eating too much can be, it can put you into a state of uh, not being at ease because you're so full and you don't feel like you could do anything you don't feel like you could move and if you continue to do that if you continue to go into a state of expansion and growth i.e. eating too much consistently then you're going to spend more time in contraction it's going to take longer and longer and longer and longer for the body to I want to say recover energy but I think it's more to adapt because the food the food acts like resistance energy doesn't flow too good 
like your resistor, it gets hot. And until, until the resistance decreases, it's gonna remain hot. And that's a state that can't really, you can't maintain that over a long period of time because it's contracting the, it's contracting the wave, contracting the energy. This is, um, oh no, this is a concept I've been thinking about for, for a few weeks. So it's still quite, still trying to fully comprehend it but the, the places that I look I can see the same I can see the same thing I can see the same concept I can see the same application of it but it's trying to put it into terms that can be understood in any application and I know that probably doesn't make much sense because if I'm still trying to figure it out then I can't articulate it in such simple terms yet. But the thing that kind of sparked it or triggered it for me was when I meditate. You go into a state of contraction in terms of the body. So you're slowing the body down because it's not doing anything. It's like, it's like being in a state of sleep, but you're not sleeping. You're just, um, I guess in a way you're, you're limiting function. You know, you don't want to use the eyes. You don't want to, you want to try and close off the senses as much as possible. And, um, yeah, you want to limit, you want to limit as much You want to divert all your attention to to within, if that makes sense. To just being present, to just um, just trying to slow things down. That probably doesn't make sense, but but anyway. So you get into that kind of state. And and you can kind of get a clearer understanding of things. Because you don't have You don't have all the usual sort of nonsense floating around. All the things that 
maybe just distract you in normal everyday life you know um, thinking about what you're going to eat or what you're going to do later or what you're going to do next week or when you have to pay certain bills like cutting all that shit up and just not having any not having any focus on the thought thought processes kind of shutting them off and in doing that it does afford you much more clarity on maybe things that you're not really difficult to explain <laughs> this is something I kind of encountered a few months ago trying to explain certain things trying to put it into any kind of context was um, was difficult even just explaining it as it is I just couldn't, couldn't find any words to explain that I think this is something similar because unless you know you know presence or Yeah, it's kind of, it's being present, but it's not, not so much, not so much being physically present. And I know that's like, what the fuck does that mean? But when you go to sleep, you're not really physically present, are you? Not 100%. Sleeping, so your physical, your physical disposition is kind of limited. You're asleep, but other functions are going on, right? You're dreaming, whatever that is. All of that. That's what I'm talking about. Is you kind of shutting the body off to a degree, and there's other processes going on. that you can kind of move your energy towards or move your focus towards so typically if I'm meditating I'm not focusing on something physical not a thought things that you do in order to get somewhere and so what I'm trying to describe with why I meditate 
or why I try to be present is so that I can see the bigger picture so I can see what what it is I should be aiming towards not what I should do tomorrow or what I should do later it's not they're kind of trivial they're just um, point to point and then eventually you get to some point that is the um, I know like your purpose or your goal or something but that's typically something you'd feel that right you'd feel like this is the job I'm supposed to be doing this is this feels right you'd have something associated with it like that whereas just going for a walk in the morning it's not really achieving any kind of big general goal if your goal was to exercise more well that's that's still that's a physical physical goal to change your appearance I'm not saying it's not a goal I'm just saying that in the context of what I'm speaking about I'm speaking more about things that aren't just physical it's more about the things that, that you feel that give you the sense of purpose or the sense of um, I don't know the sense of being in service to other people perhaps or inventing something something like that But anyway, I guess. guess I've uh, babbled on for a while, so that's it for now.